You can hear her clearly, even in a barn full of cows. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, it was kind of a hit or miss as far as rainfall has been concerned in the past 24 hours' time. Good Thursday morning, everybody. I'm Farm Director Pam Youngke. Yeah, I was down in the Whitewater area yesterday. I think I would have to run around with the raindrops that they received. Some folks picked up actually almost measurable rain. If you were one of those lucky folks, don't forget, our talk text line is looking for you rainfall reporters. That number, 877-301-FARM, 877-301-3276. We've got another 40% chance of rain in the forecast today, back up to around 88. Tomorrow, 30% chance of rain up to 90 degrees. Then the weekend looks pretty dry. Saturday, 90 degrees. Sunday, partly sunny and 87. Not much of a chance of rain in the forecast again next week. We'll track the rainfall that did come through. Stu our ag meteorologist, keeping an eye on that. We've got a new voice joining us this morning. His name, Bryce Windecker. He's one of the staff members with Everag and will be breaking down what's happening with the dairy markets on a Thursday morning. Stick around. Cameron Olson of Olson Solar Energy. Farmers understand the value of the sun. It's finally time to put solar to work on your farm. Through the Rural Energy for America grant program from the USDA, agricultural businesses can realize amazing savings from solar even sooner. Learn all about the current REAP grant from Olson Solar Energy. Stop into one of their three locations, call them at 608-780-2347 or visit olsonsolarenergy.com today. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. Okay, so we've all become very impressed with how valuable beef cattle are these days. If you're a producer, you obviously want to try to make sure that you're getting the best deal when it comes to marketing those animals. And now we've got more of our dairy industry that are also in the beef business with uh, beef on dairy breeding. But there are a lot of things happening in the beef cattle industry that uh, you also need to be aware of, not just about the high prices. Jarrah Settles is General Counsel and Vice President of Risk Mitigation for the Livestock Marketing Association, Livestock Marketing Insurance Agency. She's down in the Kansas City area. I'm not wrong here, am I, Jarrah? I mean, the the price on cattle, thank heavens, it's beautiful. It's strong, robust. (laughs) But uh, I've also been noticing a lot of stories from fellow farm broadcasters in Texas, Oklahoma, different parts of the countryside, there are some things that have been developing that aren't so positive about the cattle industry. Let's talk about what Livestock Marketing Association has been paying attention to, uh, specifically with some deals that went wrong in Kentucky. Three people committed suicide because of the malfeasance. That's not the only situation that you're monitoring. Yeah, um, and, and appreciate the interest in the topic. You know, obviously, livestock auction markets were kind of at the the center of not only communities but also the the comings and goings of livestock all over the place. And so, um, you know, when prices are um, good but volatile, um, we can um, see kind of we're firsthand or and first in line in the seats to kind of see um, some challenges some folks might get into. Uh, you know, the, the matter that you reference is is still uh, an ongoing. Investigation, and so there's still a little bit of lack of um, clear and, and expansive um, knowledge, or I guess reporting on that matter. But um, it was uh, a situation where uh, you know it seems like the gentleman got in a little bit over his head, um, and what 
can sometimes happen when we have uh, an individual with um, inventory uh, requirements to a lender and then the cattle market goes up dramatically is that those inventories get more expensive to maintain. Uh, and so things can unravel really quickly, um, even even without um, you know any of the the other stuff that could have been going on as well. So um, you know that's been something we've been watching closely. Thankfully, um, you know no livestock auction markets were impacted um, to the best of our knowledge by that situation. But we do have some um, dealer members, people who buy and resell livestock. Um, that that were impacted um, by this matter, and so it's it's really unfortunate, um, and and continue to kind of work through that situation uh, for those folks. You know that's a good point, Jar. Let's uh, you know I mean the headlines are the headlines, and like you said, the investigation is uh, ongoing. But let's talk a little bit about some of the questions that any cattle producer, be it our dairy beef guys or our uh, heritage beef folks. What kinds of questions should we be asking? You know, a lot of us in Wisconsin, we are creatures of habit. We dealt mm-hmm. with the same people year after year. We go to the same sale barn. But to your point, some of these checks are getting pretty big. What kinds of questions or uh, information should our beef yeah. producers be asking either of their sale barn, the people that they work with, just so that they have peace of mind that they're safe? Well, um, and the safest place to sell your livestock continues to be at your local livestock auction market. Um, those entities are fixed facility. And in many cases, they've been there for decades and generations. Um, and so that's always going to be your safest place to sell your livestock. Um, there's a few layers of protections at a livestock auction market. Um, one is, of which is their bond. Um, they're bonded um, under the rules of the uh, United States Packers and Stockyards. Um, act. Uh, and then further, there's the requirement that they maintain all funds that are owed to producers in a custodial account, which is a trust account. Um, what is particularly special about um, a custodial account in, in current days is uh, it has amplified FDIC insurance to the extent the bank fails, um, which has been obviously a different topic of, of, of interest for folks um, in, in the country. But um, yeah, the, that money in that custodial account is is um, pretty dang safe. Um, you know, the beauty of the livestock auction market is you show up, you bring your cattle, you watch them sell, you get a piece of pie, you go to the pay window and you get a good check and you take it to the bank and it cashes. And so that's that's the absolute safest. Um, you know, if you're going to be doing some country transactions, you know, like I said, we've got some very good, very reputable, um, you know, dealer members uh, that, that go out in the country and, and find those cattle and, and, and bring them up. Um, you know, first question I'd be asking is, are you bonded? Um, and and you can get on the uh, AMSUSDA.gov um, website and, and do a search for dealers um, to see if they have a bond, what their bond level is. Um, but, you know, remember that the bond process is really slow uh, and you have to file a bond claim within 60 days of the transaction. And so if somebody gets you kind of strung along, you might easily miss that window. Um, the other you know, protection to keep in mind is that if you're selling to a dealer, someone who's um, in the business of buying and reselling livestock professionally, you have a second layer of protection, and that's the dealer statutory trust. It's something um, actually Pam and I, I think we talked about years ago at our convention trying to get that passed into law, and, and thankfully 
and through the hard work of our congressional partners that did get passed into law. And so there's some extra protections for folks that sell to dealers uh, under that piece of law. But the first question I would ask if, if somebody came to my place wanting to buy a pan of cans um, would be, you know, are you a bonded and um, livestock dealer? Uh, and then I would trust but verify. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, again, Jarrah Settles is along with us. She is the general counsel and vice president of risk mitigation for the Livestock Marketing Association, and they've been talking about this for a while. You know, the other thing that uh, you want to make sure you're kind of keeping an eye on is uh, where are these cattle going? How many cattle have you been promised? Uh, out west, where cattle may not be so close to the homestead, Am I correct that, like, herds are disappearing because of their high value? Yeah, um, you know, this is a twofold issue. One, there's the issue of cattle getting straight up stolen, <laughs> like the like the days of yore of, of rustling up cattle. Um, you know, that, that is a problem whenever prices get high. Uh, you get some amateur cowboying that, um, you know, leads to some livestock uh, leaving. Uh, the other piece is, you know, cattle disappearing that never existed. And that's kind of the, the concept we've, we've heard of in the last handful of years of ghost cattle. Uh, and that's it's a problem from an investor's perspective and also from a financial institution's perspective of, you know, extending money on livestock that you never have laid eyes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of trust mm-hmm. uh, that you're putting into a person. Uh, to make sure that they're um, actually doing what they say that they're doing. Yeah, like you said, you know, maybe there are folks that are now suddenly interested in cattle as an investment uh, position. What do you counsel them on then, Jara? What should they look for documentation-wise? I mean, I can flash you a picture of a feedlot, but I mean, there's got to be some better way for anybody that wants to be an investor to get some guarantees. Yeah, um, and and the the answer is simple, but it's not easy to achieve, and it's it's reputation based and doing your research. Um, you know, the the promise of of really high and great returns is what lured some people in on on the original thing we were kind of talking about. Um, that that should put up your the the hairs on the back of your neck because this is a volatile. Uh, industry. Um, it's a it's livestock, which they can become dead stock pretty easily. And so if somebody's promising you things um, that don't make sense, um, you know, really think through how that's possible to achieve in terms of returns. Um, you know, the flip side of that is that, um, you know, that, that case that we're talking about, that gentleman had been in business for a long time and, and people felt like they really knew him. Um, so sometimes um, I, I always counsel our, our members, it's very rarely the guy that comes in with out-of-state tags and, um, you know, a, a rig that has uh, license plates from one state and the trailer from another uh, that gets you. It's usually somebody that you've known for years and years and years um, that you maybe kind of trusted a little too much. So doing that inventory, laying your own eyes on those cattle, really um, putting in the, the effort to um, research uh, the reputation of those folks, um, talking to other people that have done business with them. Um, that's the, the simple kind of, kind of common sense um, way to, to protect yourself. Um, but it's not easy uh, right. because, you know, sometimes things aren't what they seem. Yeah, exactly. You know, then there is the other side of the cattle industry. I mean, we've got a lot of high-value breeding stock that's out there. Um, that is another one of those very much reputation-focused, but 
again, same principle apply if you're doing business with somebody. Maybe it's maybe it's a bull. Maybe it's a, a cow, calf, whatever it is. Uh, again, same principles apply when it comes to doing business with these high value animals. Yeah, probably even more so because you know when you if if a conventional livestock deal kind of falls apart, uh, you can always take those cattle to market and get fair market value for them, right? Um, but that's probably not going to be uh, what you might have arrived at as your ideal market value for purebred breeding stock. Um, so anytime you're dealing in that space, um, you have to know that, that the, the, the risks are higher uh, because the dollar values are higher. You know, whenever we have a, a market that participates in helping a producer sell purebred bulls, et cetera, um, that's when we recommend them to take extra steps to really check out those buyers, um, have conversations with their financial institutions, uh, et cetera, to make sure that those buyers are in a position to be able to pay for the livestock that they're purchasing. Um, because, you know, one one bull, uh, you know, a good just um, you know, commercial Angus bull can very easily cost, um, you know, 7500 to $15,000 um, to a producer that really wants to invest in their genetics, mm-hmm. um, and, and much more than that. Um, so, you know, one, one hit can really be impactful to those producers who, uh, get unpaid. Like we said, just a little cautionary conversation with, uh, Jara Settles. She's general counsel and vice president of risk mitigation with the Livestock Marketing Association. If you're in the cattle industry, you've probably been seeing some of the headlines that Jar and I were just talking about. And now you've got uh, general counsel and guidance on how you can try to make sure you're protecting your business model, protecting your cattle. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. No producer wants to wake up to a sick animal, and I know firsthand. BioVet is your solution for healthier animals. A lot of care and a good dose of science goes into every formulation so you can minimize problems and keep your livestock out of the hospital pen. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. Email from school about the incident today. Scary. Tell me about it. Did you have any idea that was going on? None. I mean, you saw Derek at the game last night, too. Did you have a clue? No, but you know, teachers like me, parents, we don't always know as much as you guys do. Kids hear first about what's going on with other kids. Half the time, it's rumors. It can be hard to tell sometimes, but if you're ever concerned about a friend who's having trouble with alcohol, prescription drugs, bullying, violence, anything, you need to tell an adult. Mom or me, a teacher, coach, school counselor, someone you know and trust. Dad, no kid is going to tell an adult about that kind of stuff. I get it, but if we don't know, we can't help. Speaking up about a problem, that's what helping a friend is all about. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Legacy Exteriors. Just pick up the phone and let us leave a legacy on your home. Roofing windows, gutters, siding, and decks. Can Legacy do it? You bet. Better prices, better warranties. Legacy always makes
easy. easy. Go to legacy-exteriors.com. Legacy Exteriors. Just pick up the phone and let us leave a legacy on your home. From her mouth to the field's ears, this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, everybody hanging with bated breath this morning to find out exactly who got rain yesterday and who missed out. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live this morning. I was driving around Whitewater yesterday, got about four drops on my windshield, so I would have had to run around a lot to get damp. You were in a better position. Yeah, I was driving north out of Milwaukee yesterday afternoon. About Slinger, it started to rain a little bit. Oh, do I have to turn the wipers on? It's going to smear on that dirty windshield. Oh, now I need the wipers on full steam. And it looked like between Slinger and Lomira, it had rained considerably with water running in the ditches, big ponds out in fields. Wow, what's going to happen when I get home? My rain gauge, I thought somebody punked me, had an inch and eight tenths. Well, I've been vindicated uh, just about two miles east of Fond du Lac, officially an inch and four-tenths. Hilbert, up north of Chilton and Calumet County, an inch and two-hundredths. My friend Paul on the eastern edge of Fond du Lac County said he counted about four drops on the windshield of his truck. Now, we do still have that blocking high off to our east. Low pressure is to the west, trying to edge in, not very successfully. A little scattered shower activity, eastern Marathon County, east of Wausau, and up toward far northern Wisconsin, scattered through northern Minnesota. That slight rain chance redevelops here later today or tonight, maybe another small chance toward Friday. I'll have forecast details right after this. Did you know that beef and pork can be imported to the U.S. and then sold as a product of the USA? Consumers have no way to know where the meat they purchase comes from. American family farmers and ranchers produce a quality product. They should be able to label their product as truly made in the USA. Consumers deserve accurate labels, and these labels should be mandatory. Learn more at fairnessforfarmers.org. Paid for by National Farmers Union. As proud supporters of the dairy industry, Compure Financial sends a special thank you to dairy producers during June Dairy Month. Compure recognizes the dedication it takes to produce safe and nutritious dairy products for our nation and the world. Which is why at Compure Financial, they're defined by you, your hopes for the future, as well as your needs today. Visit Compure.com or call 844-426-6733 to learn more. Compure Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved. All righty, Stu, let's have that forecast. All right, another sunny, warm one. Madison officially 91 yesterday. La Crosse, 90. We'll be back in that neighborhood today, a little cooler east, and just a slight chance of an afternoon shower. Could be an isolated thunderstorm. I'll again say a tenth of an inch or so, except for some lucky area. And look for winds today to be out of the southeast, oh, about 5 to 10. That chance for an evening shower or storm, mostly cloudy. Then clearing late, we fall to the low 60s. Southeast winds around 5 or so. Mostly sunny Friday. Again, a small chance of rain in the afternoon and evening. Upper 80s could be a 90 still in the west. Southeast winds at 5. Mostly sunny Saturday, upper 80s. A slight rain chance, lacrosse or moss, and everybody else, I think, staying drier. East winds about 5. A little bit cooler, mid-80s Sunday, Pam, but still sunny. And it looks like we hold on in those 80s right through a good part of next week. Just got a text message from Joanne and Fond du Lac. 2.3 inches in her rain gauge. And then you go to someplace like... Uh, Evansville, not a drop. So that was a crazy, crazy little front that came through yesterday.
Yeah, it was right here in Fond du Lac in uh, Washington mm-hmm. County and a little bit of Dodge County, and I guess we'll Not take much. it because we're happy. <laughs> All right, Stu. Stu Macher, Ag Meteorologist, with your weather update on a Thursday. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Staying connected with Wisconsin agriculture from your phone is now easier than ever with the Farm App. It's your source for the latest news, weather, and up-to-date markets. Catch up on our daily podcast and join the conversation on the topics that are directly impacting you. You can download the Farm App in Apple iTunes or Google Play stores by searching 97.7 FM The Farm, or you can visit MidwestFarmReport.com. Ergonomic office chairs that fit different employee body shapes and sizes is smart business. This is Zach from Office Furniture Warehouse. The proper fit reduces stress and pain, keeping your workforce at the office and productive. Name brand office furniture with warehouse pricing allows us to create better workspaces for America's workforce. That's simply smart business. Visit OFWGoMadison.com or stop by the showroom on Ronald Reagan Avenue on the north side. When it comes to custom wedding rings, Get to know your Denny's Jeweler. Denny's Jewelers does offer affordable custom wedding bands. Whether it be gold, silver, diamonds, gemstones, platinum, you bring your wedding band idea and we'll point you in the right direction. We'll show you all the options. I am Sarah Denny Alexander. Come meet the entire Denny's family at Denny's Jewelers. Is fatigue and lack of libido keeping you on the injured reserve list? It could be symptoms of low testosterone. After the age of 30, men begin to notice this reduction in quality of life due to natural hormonal decline. But there is something you can do about it. Carbon World Health offers custom-designed hormone replacement treatment. They'll determine if you need testosterone replacement or growth hormone therapy. Don't let low T keep you on the bench. Learn more at CarbonWorldHealth.com. You can't change the price of gas or groceries, but you can change the amount of your energy bill. Benjamin Plumbing is now a certified dealer of Renai tankless water heaters. The number one tankless water heater in North America. They're up to 40% more energy efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art, energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory-extended warranty. Save money with endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Farming is dangerous. There's dangers all around us. We work around it and we live around it every day. And we just become desensitized to what's around us. We go through safety training and you know we try and do these things to make sure accidents don't happen, but you just never know. There are so many farmers that I think take for granted all of the underground utilities 
that are there. You don't want to hit a gas pipe because that's your life. The other part of it is if you hit certain things, you're liable for it. I mean, we kind of know what's out here, but all at the same time, you, you just always call. Farm Safe 811 starts with you. Whether you're installing drain tile or doing any sort of digging, always call 811 and wait for any underground lines to be marked and have the depth confirmed. That's farming with care. But if a line does get damaged, go somewhere safe and call 911. Always keep safety in the back of your mind. Just stay humble. For more information, go to farmsafe811.org. Let our family help your family. This is Matt Gunderson, and this is Elmer. <laughs> our canine cuddle ambassador here to provide good-natured, loving, fuzzy support to further our level of personal care. Someday you might meet Elmer as we assist you with an individual life celebration. Let our family help your family. Visit GundersonFH.com. Over 100 years as your hometown life celebration center. W-O-R-K. Work News Radio. Next up, incidents of pressing all the elevator buttons unexpectedly spike on Bring Your Kid to Work Day. But first, the latest on a team lunch that wasn't ordered through Easy Cater. I'm in the break room where lunch that was previously announced on the way has now been downgraded to hopefully soon. Mm, fingers crossed, Michelle. Fingers crossed. Newsflash, it's hard when the food is late, but at Easy Cater, we make hard easy. With food for work delivered on time and is ordered from over 100,000 restaurants. Order 24-7 at easycater.com. An article just dropped earlier this morning um, from The Athletic. Matt Schneidman. Schneidman? 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 Schneidman. Schneidman. Uh, it's uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers' long secession. Um, he spoke with him. What really happened with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in the three years after they took Jordan Love? Uh, see, he, Matt said he heard stories and then asked Rodgers if he wanted to respond. Rodgers then called him, didn't FaceTime, and had plenty to say. You, uh, you just said you almost read the entire article before you jumped on here. Uh, I read some. Right I read some snippets here. Uh, basically, it's I don't know how much is different than what we already know. And what did you gather from this article with uh, Rodgers and Matt Schneidman? Schneidman felt like a very unprofessional uh, relationship between the two sides. Both of them probably have things that they they could have done better. Um, but the, like the obviously, I think the big not the bombshell by any stretch because I kind of felt like we maybe always felt this way. But um, Rodgers trying to get him fired. Um, which I think has been talked had been talked about, right? Um, I feel like it had been talked about. Either way, he, yeah, no, it uh, was, yeah, yeah, it was. According according to Schneiman, David Dunn in 2021 tried to uh, told called Mark Murphy and told him to fire him, and yeah, hell he, yeah. he didn't he didn't he didn't do it. Um, we'll see. So uh, either way, but then Rogers was asked about it in the article, and he deferred. He didn't say yes or no. He told he said he said def- he deferred to Dunn who then did not uh, respond for comment. So um, no denial. And then, uh, no. so, I mean, it's, it's obviously true. Um, so there's that. There's that. And then it's the whole thing about trying to connect this offseason between Gutekunst and, and Rodgers and Gutekunst saying, or uh, Rodgers saying Gutekunst lying and all that stuff. And then, um, but at the end of it, he said, I, I, I talk to people I like. Um, so, there's, there's that. that. Those are probably going to be the two things that end up standing out for this article. Um, it's, not I don't think it's not a bombshell or anything. I mean, didn't we already know that the two no. sides didn't like each other? I mean, that's pretty common yeah. knowledge. So. But, but, I mean, Rogers talking about it uh, as openly as he did. Um, I mean, he's, yeah, it is what it is. I, I don't think there's any – I'm way past uh, talking about Aaron Rodgers at all. Um, 
about non-football stuff. It's just so stupid. Uh, it's not as acrimonious as, as it was in 2008 with Brett Favre, but it clearly was not uh, very good at all. And um, here they are. Yeah, and uh, I mean, the story is uh, essentially it's the two sides don't like each other and they probably could have done better talking to each other is the kind of the gist I get from it all. Yeah, like isn't that kind of like the gist of it? Yeah, I mean, it's also irrelevant at this point. Um, we, we know the stories, we know what happened, and now we'll see who ends up being right. If Rodgers goes and leads them to the Super Bowl, that'd be great for him. If Jordan Love proves to be um, not the heir apparent, then obviously Gutekind is in a whole lot of trouble. So there are those are those are the two things we're looking at, right? Like, or Rogers could go out there, play like he did last year, and they don't make the run in a tough AFC, and uh, Green Bay looks even better. So, and Jordan Love turns out to be Jordan Love's put together a year like Rogers did in 2008. All of a sudden, uh, Gutekind um, looks a lot better. So, those are. It's it's a, I mean it, the stories and how this all happened are irrelevant. It's all about the result. Yeah, yeah. And Zach, um, on the result, I know you said you didn't want to talk about Aaron Rodgers, so let's you know table Aaron Rodgers. Talk about what who is actually his under center, Jordan Love. Uh, Twitter poll and discussion we're having today: Who's under the most pressure for the Green Bay Packers this season? Jordan Love, Matt Lafleur, Brian Gutekunst, or Joe Barry? What would uh, Zach Halpern say? There's a lot of pressure on all those guys, isn't there? Yep. Uh, I'd probably say the least pressure is on Lafleur, just because he doesn't really have a choice in uh, who his quarterback was. Um, Joe Barry has a ton of talent. Jordan Love had no choice uh, of being the number one pick for the Packers. It wasn't really his choice to be there. Um, this, it's Brian Gutekunds. Not only did he make all the draft picks that Joe Barry has to put on the field together and didn't force Matt Lafleur's hand in firing him, which he should have, um, he's the one that took Jordan Love and traded Aaron Rodgers and made all the moves that have built this roster. So to me, it's uh, it's Brian Gutekunst. Really? So it's it's Goody. So if is I mean, who else? He's, he's he's the one that I mean, Joe Barry's head and all that. I mean, and same thing with uh, like Gutekunst didn't hire Matt Lafleur. That's about the only hire that he sh- didn't have or hasn't had a say in yeah. in terms of those three guys. But yeah, I think it's on. I think it's on Goody, definitely. See, your buddy and, um, you know, partner in journalism, Rob Reichel, he had a uh, he had a viral thing going about how Joe Barry's gotten into the most pressure. If you need to know about farming, then you need to know Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Well, we've got a brand new voice we want to introduce you to this morning with the Ever-Ag crowd. His name? Bryce Windecker. He's going to be joining us in about 15 minutes or so, giving us an update on what's happening with the dairy markets and commodities overall. So glad you're along with us on a Thursday morning. I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke again. Remember, it's going to be a warm one today. You're going to have to take care of yourself. Daytime highs expected to be around 88 degrees, 40% chance of rain. So everybody keep your fingers crossed that it lands over you. Tomorrow, 90 are expected high with a 30% chance of rain. Saturday, the rain is basically gone. We're still 90 degrees. So today is the first day of June. On this day back in 1843, the very first vessel docked at the Milwaukee Cargo Pier. It was a, a vessel from Cleveland. The pier allowed vessels that were too large to enter the original mouth of the Milwaukee River to still unload cargo and passengers. Isn't it funny that on this day in 1843, 
the Milwaukee Cargo Pier opened, and today they're still working on restoring that cargo pier so that we can move, for example, agricultural goods into the international marketway. That started on this day back in 1843. On this day in 1974, the Heimlich Maneuver is published. Henry Heimlich, he's credited with developing that technique using abdominal thrust to stop choking. The Heimlich Maneuver, published on this day back in 1974. Happy birthday to Canadian songstress Alana Morissette. Heidi Klum is 50 years young. Actress and comedian Amy Schumer is 42. And actor Morgan Freeman, 86 years young today. And now you know. Well, many people are paying a lot of attention to the national discussion about the debt ceiling and what's going to happen moving forward. Would the United States default on its debt? And while that's obviously something we all need to pay attention to, we also have to keep our eye focused on what's happening at the state capitol with our own budget. Our own Nate Zimdars has been tracking the budget discussions down at the state capitol and joins us this morning. One of the farmers that took time away from their operations was Arch Morton Jr. He was on hand at the state capitol to speak with Joint Finance Committee members about the importance of this funding for rural roadways, bridges, improvements. Arch says that in his town of La Prairie, they try to do their best keeping up with maintenance, but the price tag just keeps going higher. Well, in our township, the town of La Prairie in Rock County, we've done a pretty good job of keeping up. Uh, we, we usually remat two miles a year, but it's getting harder and harder to do that because of rising expenses. Uh, blacktop has went way up, and I've been on our town board 24 years, and uh, since I, I got on the board, it's just skyrocketed, and that's our, by far our, our major expense as a, as a town is, is the uh, road maintenance. You said that you're only able to remat about two miles of those roads every single year. How many miles of roads are in your township? We've got 44 miles of town roads, and that, that doesn't include the interstate that goes through us or the county roads or the state highway that goes through us. So we're, we're talking decades before some roads will ever get repaved, correct? Yeah, we, we're trying to be on that 22-year cycle, being we've got 44 miles of road. But it's been harder and harder to do that. In fact, back about, time flies, probably about eight years ago, I think it was, we actually asked the town electors to approve um, a levy increase of $100,000 for the roads because we knew if we didn't do that, we were going to fall, start falling behind. So we've done a pretty good job of trying to upkeep the roads, but uh, funding is, is very, to come by. It just seems like there's not enough money coming back to the towns to, to maintain their roads. That's why t today's testimony for us was so important. Can you tell me about your operation, how many acres you're farming, and how this money would positively impact not just the roads, but also the way that you farm? Yeah, well, we have um, fairly large equipment, not as big as some people, but we need to upkeep the roads so we can take our farm equipment up and down the road. Now, I'm not a dairy farmer anymore. I sold my cows 14 years ago, but um, up until then, I had to rely on the milk truck getting in and out. But uh, we also have things that have to use the road, like sprayers that come in and put fertilizer on our crops, and there's a lot of things that the road needs uh, needs have and it's it's something that's important to all people not just farmers because everybody has to eat and it's very important that we're able to produce the product and be able to get the product out of our farm so the to the stores so the consumers can have have food that's a very good point arch and i think that's something not a lot of folks really factor into this unless you're intimately involved in agriculture 
looking at your township, how many folks, percentage-wise, would you say are involved in agriculture in some way, shape, or form? I'd say not as many as there used to be. We used to have a lot of dairy farms, and now we're down to just uh, one dairy farm in the town. Our, our town is very much agricultural, but I must admit, less people farm, and that's the way it is all over. But in our town, um, everybody is pretty much pro-ag. I mean, they appreciate the farmers and what we do, and um, they want to keep it that way in our town. Are you one of the only people involved in agriculture on your town board, or do you have a town board that's made up of some good agricultural supporters? I'm glad you asked that, Nate, because I'm actually very proud to say that we have five, super, five members of our town board, a chairperson and four supervisors. All five of us are very much farmers full-time. So are the other supervisors who are on your town board, are they also very much aware of what's going on at the state level right now and the issues that are around funding for the roads? I think they pretty much are. Now, I, I was very fortunate to be able to come here today because we finished planting last, last week, uh, planting our corn and soybeans last week. So I was able to come here today. But uh, they're all very, they're probably very much aware, they're very much aware that we don't have enough money coming back. Uh, I'm not sure how much aware they are of this bill, I think they probably are, uh, that, that we are testifying on today. But um, we're very much aware of the problem because it's a tight squeeze because we have very little money coming in and we have a large expense going out to our roads. What are some of the other issues that are affecting your local town in addition to roads that would also affect folks involved in agriculture? We do have a lot of pressure from the city of Janesville. Uh, the town of La Prairie, which is where I live, we uh, border Janesville on the southeast side. So that's an ongoing problem. Uh, but one thing we're very fortunate of, the members of our community, uh, our neighbors, even the ones that don't farm, are very appreciative of agriculture and have kind of staved off that that annexation and that urban sprawl. So we're very fortunate that way that most of our town has been able to stay in agriculture, almost all of it. There, there's a lot of folks who are involved in agriculture, a lot of people who would be affected by these issues, yet they wouldn't have the interest in coming to the state capitol and having a conversation with a legislator or offering testimony like you did. Why was this important to you, and is this something that you plan on continuing to do going forward for other agricultural issues? Yeah, I do plan on doing this more and more, and like I say, I was very fortunate that we were done planting last week, otherwise I wouldn't be here today. But um, I think it's very important that people get out and, and testify and promote what's important to them. It's very important to either come and testify or belong to some of those groups who are representing you because we can't all get off the farm every day, especially when it's a beautiful day like today. Today's one of the best days we've had. And so uh, it's very important that maybe you can't, maybe the people out there listening can't get away from the farm very often. Arch Morton Jr., a local farmer in Janesville, he is someone who exemplifies being very involved in agriculture and also being very involved in local affairs and sharing those concerns at the state level. Hopefully those good conversations will continue back in his township, also at the state level, so that the appropriate funding goes where it needs to go. This is Nate Zimdars with the Midwest Farm Report. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to our equipment. Check out the affordable, efficient, versatile tractor lineup at our equipment and ask for Mr. Versatile Chunk Gill. Keep up with Pam at MidwestFarmReport.com and on Facebook at Fabulous Farm Babe, on Twitter at Fab Farm Babe, or by downloading the Midwest Farm Report app.
Now, here is a topic that can stir up controversy in a hurry around Wisconsin. How do you grill your brats? Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee here for Judy and the crew at Bavaria Sausage, located at the corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchrona Road in Fitchburg. Online, always, BavariaSausage.com. And don't forget to follow them on Facebook. That's where they're posing the question, how do you like to finish your brats? Grill them? Pan fry them? Well done? Or just warmed up? What kinds of things do you like to see on your Bavaria brat? Well, they also want to know what you're grilling up along with your brats. It is summer season, as the weather tells us. So share your thoughts at Bavaria Sausage on Facebook. And don't forget, air conditioning and cool inside the store on the corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchrona Road in Fitchburg, where you're also going to see great items on sale. Now's a great time to stock up. Find more, BavariaSausage.com, Bavaria Sausage on Facebook. No producer wants to wake up to a sick animal, and I know firsthand. BioVet is your solution for healthier animals. A lot of care and a good dose of science goes into every formulation so you can minimize problems and keep your livestock out of the hospital pen. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. Just a quick look at markets before we discuss markets with Bryce Windecker, EverAg broker analyst, coming up in just a moment. So yesterday, as far as dairy was concerned, barrel cheese gained a quarter of a cent to 149 and three quarters. 40-pound block cheese on Wednesday was down a penny at 142. Double-A butter up two and a half, 245 and a half per pound. This morning in Chicago, our June milk is currently six cents lower at 15.35 a hundredweight. July milk's down three at 16.12. Now the grain trade looks better. Maybe it's because of the hot, dry weather that a lot of the United States is experiencing. Right now, December corn is up 6 at 527. November beans are up 14 at 1160. The July wheat up 8 and a half, 602 and three quarters. Next week, the farm team is going to get a preview of the upcoming 2023 Wisconsin Farm Technology Days. They've got Media Day next Tuesday, going to be at the Badgers Team and Gas Engine Club grounds just outside of Baraboo. This is going to be a site-neutral Wisconsin Farm Technology Days, meaning that there's no farm actually assigned to the show. But they are going to be having farm tours. They are going to be having all kinds of exhibitors. So again, mark the dates down July 18th through the 20th, just outside of Baraboo, Wisconsin Farm Technology Days, coming to the Badger Steam and Gas Engine Club grounds. Well, like I said, he's coming to us for the very first time. His name, Bryce Windecker. He is one of the broker analysts with Everag stepping in to give us an update on what's driving the markets on a Thursday morning. Stick around. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. While you spent a lot more time around your home the last couple of years, you may have noticed a few things you'd like to have spruced up. Sign up for W.E. Davies Handyman Membership, and they'll help you stay ahead of the maintenance and repairs with a professional result. Boycott putting things off. W.E. Davies & Sons Remodeling brings a fresh perspective to your building project. We're a local family business with services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. For stunning, transformative results, visit wedaviesremodeling.com. You're no stranger to hard work and eating right, but your abs are more like flabs. Carbon World Health offers MSculpt, an FDA-approved treatment for men who want to transform their physique. 
one session is equivalent to 20,000 crunches without the painful recovery. Melt fat, build and tone muscle, then start getting the results you're looking for. MSculpt at Carbon World Health. Learn more at CarbonWorldHealth.com. Hi, it's Preston from Window World. Today's story comes to us from a frustrated homeowner. Mother Nature was crafty, her plan was plotted. My windows are drafty, they're broken and rotted. I need new windows installed the right way. I want the best quality and can't overpay. Window World's process was easy and seamless. Best decision ever. Boy, I'm a genius. Call Window World today and be your story's hero. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. If your conversations always start with the weather, welcome to the Midwest Farm Report. Oh, yeah, definitely welcome. And thank you for all your messages on our talk text line on rainfall reports. Some of you got some, others did not. Again, that talk text line, 877-301-FARM. Joining us this morning, a new voice with the EverAg crew, Bryce Windecker, uh, part of that team, talking this morning about cheese prices. Bryce, not a dairy farmer I talked to is happy with the predicament that we're standing in right now, uh, but you believe that there may be some light at the end of this tunnel? Uh, well, I think there's light at the end of the tunnel to be able to go um, head some of the cheese price here as we look out into the forward curve. Uh, what we've got going on now, cheese prices are very low, you know, class three milk price in June, uh, printing a 15 in front of it, but we've still got 195, 190 cheese price as we look out and out in the next year. And not too many times have we been over 190 cheese, uh, in quarter one and quarter two, uh, once in 2014 and once in 2022. And I, I think it's, it would be hard to be over 190 for, uh, for that reason in 2024. And then uh, what we've also got going on is uh, the European Union still has very high food inflation, and, and that can be related to uh, their, their slow increase in, da- in dairy prices uh, because their raw milk uh, price is not directly related to the products like it is here. It's just uh, milk is milk over there. Yeah. And uh, when, when thinking about all that, their their milk price is just finally starting to drop now and so they've had all this uh expensive cheese they've made so they've been getting rid of it to get rid of inventory and it's 140 150 and we're not getting export bids uh done uh, right now and we export about eight percent of our cheese uh so our, our cheese prices has to come down in order to get those deals done if that i, I think if that happens you know maybe we, we we get back to a better place but i mean it and it's got to come from the supply side, in my mind. Uh, you look around the world, European Union is selling extra product. We're selling extra product. And Asia is not buying. Yeah, and China's now all of a sudden the headline is that China is coming on with its own dairy production. 
Yes, yes, they've been up about uh, 12 per, uh, 12% of milk production uh, compared to last year. And look, we all know that China uh, doesn't exactly like doing business with us, but they do business with us because they have to. But uh, I think our biggest trading partners moving forward is definitely going to be uh, the Southeast Asia uh, group there and then as well in Mexico. Uh, yeah. Mexico is going to be a big consumer. Yeah, but your point, again, if you're just joining us, this is Bryce Windecker. He's uh, one of the broker analysts with Everag. He's down in their Platteville location. Yeah, your, your point's well taken, though, Bryce, and this is not just about dairy exclusive. The world as a whole is in a financial funk, and it's really starting to impact consumers and what they're deciding to purchase at the grocery store. Uh, you were talked about talking about dairy, but beef is going to see it, too. Yes. Yeah. I mean, beef prices like this uh, do not last forever. I mean, eventually, and I mean, we've seen uh, pork prices uh, diminish quite uh, fiercely here, but uh, I think that rhetoric is going to change. I mean, a lot of the uh, the hog industry can reproduce so quickly. So uh, they're actually uh, culling off a lot of the, a lot of the sows now and uh, are, you know, going to drive down their own supply right now. And I, I think consumers may end up switching uh, from beef to pork eventually, and and then reversing that. Right, right. Now, so you were mentioning about if uh, if we've got to get back to that lower world market price to capitalize on international sales. What kind of risk management then are you advising your clients on? Uh, right now, uh, because uh, those advantageous prices are out into the further quarter, the the most cost cost effective way to do that right now would be dairy revenue protection. Uh, and I like using components, uh, component pricing right now for that reason, just because the price of cheese is so much higher than whey and the price of butter is so much uh, higher than the price of nonfat milk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, looking at butter, I mean, two, 250 butter in the fall and 240 butter next year. I mean, we've only ever been over two, uh, 240 butter four times mm-hmm. in the past 20 years. Yeah. 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 Well, like you said, uh, we don't like where we're at, but we better take protection while we can. Bryce, I apologize that we're so tight on time this morning. You did a wonderful job for your uh, inaugural venue with us. I look forward to chat with you again in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Pam. Excellent. Bryce Windecker, again, like I said, one of the new voices with EverAg. You can find him online, ever.ag. And like you said, take a look at those risk management tools today. You never know what that price is going to look like tomorrow. See you then. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam 